Hilchas Shechita, the laws of kosher slaughtering, the third parak, which contains 25 halachas. In the first chapter, Perak Aleph, Halacha Dalid, the Rambam gave an index to the Hilchas Shechita. He gave a list of factors about Shechita, which are the halachas that are going to be discussed. And now we come to the main item on this list, and that is the principal features of the Shechita itself. What constitutes Shechita? As opposed to some other kind of cutting of the throat. And this is brought in this chapter, Halacha Aleph, the Rambam says, There are five factors which destroy the Shechita, which make the Shechita not kosher. The Ike Hilchis Shechita, the fundamental rule of the laws of Shechita is Lehizoher, to be careful in every one of them. There are five things which make the Shechita unfit, and Hilchis Shechita, the main thing is to be careful not to do any one of these five things. The Elohim, these are the five things. Shehiya, an interruption. Drasa, a chopping. Chaloda, insertion of the knife. Hagrama, cutting in the improper place. The ikur, moving the simonim. Displacement of the simonim of the trachea and the esophagus from their place. Haloche beis. And he takes now each of these factors separately and discusses them in detail. Shehia, the first factor, interruption, ketzad. How is this? Uh, how? Uh, what, what constitutes an interruption? If the shaykhid began the shechita, he began cutting, and he removed his hand, before completing the shechita, completion of the shechita, you will remember, means with a behema or a chaya, that the majority of both the kona and the veshet, both the trachea and the esophagus, were cut through. In the case of an oif, of a bird, completing the shechita means the majority of at least one of them was cut through. Before this shechita was completed then, he removed his hand, v'shoha, and he interrupted. Bein b'shoigeg, whether he did this unknowingly, that is, he did not know that it was forbidden to do so, bein b'mezid, or he did it deliberately, Bain Ba'oinas, he did it by force, Some, something caused him to interrupt. And then he or somebody else can put the hand back and continued the Shrita and finished it. In Shoha, if he interrupted in the, the meanwhile, the interruption was long enough that he could pick up the behema we're discussing here for instance if a behema is lying on the floor while he's making the shechita the interruption long enough that he could pick up the behema and cause it to lie down again and then perform the shechita then shechita if the interruption was that long 
then the shechita is not kosher. Vim shah pachas mikadeze, if the interruption was less than this amount, shechita sikshayra, then the shechita is kosher. How do we measure how long it takes to pick up the animal and lie it down again? Different animals will, uh, are heavier or lighter. It'll take a different amount of time. If it was a small animal, that means a sheep or a goat. Then the measurement of the amount of time of the interruption. Then the interruption has to be the amount of time that it takes to lift up such a small behemoth and lie it down and make the shechita. If it's a large animal, a cow or a bull, then we measure it, uh, how long it would take to pick up and lie down and shecht a large animal. And with a fowl, with a bird, we don't measure it how long it would take to do it with a bird, which would be very short. Even with a bird, it's measured with the amount of time it would take to lift up and put back down and shecht a small animal. To make it lie down, and to shecht. So, the, there are two categories. A large animal is measured as a large animal and a small animal or a bird is measured the amount of time that it would take to lift up and put back down and shecht a small animal if he shechted a little bit and before he finished he interrupted a little bit and then he went back and he cut some more and then he interrupted a little bit and he kept on doing this until the shechita was finished, that is, until the majority of the kona and or veishet was cut through. He continually shechted a little and interrupted a little, and no one of the interruptions was long enough to constitute the amount of time to make the to make the interruption unkosher. Avol calls man but when you add together the full time of the interruptions, no interruption itself was long enough, but if you add all the interruptions together, Yitzharif Mikulam they all add up to a full time of an interruption. This is a doubtful nevela. It's doubtful whether this is kosher. If he interrupted long enough to lift up the animal and cause it to lie down again and shecht, but not a full shechita, it was long enough to shecht only the smaller part of the of the simonim of the konen veishet. The interruption was not long enough to have allowed him to make a full shechita. This is doubtful whether it's kosher. The Raivet, however, disagrees here and says as long as it wasn't long enough for a kosher shechita, it does not constitute an interruption. 
if he already slaughtered, cut through the majority of one of the simonim with a bird, or he has already cut through the majority of both of the simonim with a behemoth, even though he now interrupts for half a day, he went away, uh, went about his business, then he came back, the Goma and he finished cutting through the simonim. This is kosher. Because since he has already, before the interruption, cut through the required amount, that is the majority, then the shechita has already been finished, and when he comes back now, this does not constitute a further shechita after the interruption. This is as if the butcher were cutting meat that already had the shechita. Halochavov, shochat, if he cut in the windpipe, in the trachea only, and he cut half of it, or he cut only uh, less than half, and he waited a long time, more than the amount of time that constitutes an interruption, he can then can come back and continue finishing the shrita, the aim bakach klum, and and uh, this doesn't matter. The shrita is kosher. Why can do this? We'll see at the end of this halacha. Avolim shochat roiv hakone, but if he has already cut through the majority of the of the uh, trachea before he cut the veshet, the esophagus, and uh, finished the shechita, or he already cut into, he already penetrated through the veshet, the esophagus, even the smallest amount, and he interrupted the amount of time that constitutes an interruption, then it doesn't matter whether he went back and finished the same cut that he had started, or whether he started to begin with and made a full shita somewhere else in the throat. This is not kosher. What is the reason here? Because a Behema or a bird in which the majority of the trachea was cut into, or the esophagus was cut into, was penetrated even the smallest amount, nevela. This is a nevela, the ain shrita mayelizba, and shrita will no longer avail here, kemoshe is boyer. As we will learn later uh, in, in the later halachas of this chapter. So, what we have is that if he uh, if he cut less than the majority of the trachea of the kona, since this does not spoil the shechita, he can stop and he can start now again shechting either in the same place or in some other place, and the original cut doesn't matter. 
but if he has already caught the majority of the trachea, or he has caught even the smallest amount of the esophagus, now he can no longer make a shrita in such an animal. So he has to use the cut that he's made already as the shrita that he's going to do. And if he interrupts, so he has interrupted in the middle of the shrita. Halacha zayin. From this you will understand that with a bird there is no interruption. There's nothing can can make it unkosher. No interruption can be unkosher with a bird. Because if he has already cut the majority of the and then he interrupted with a bird you only need to cut one of the simonim so if he's cut the majority of the trachea of the corner he's already finished the shechita and then when he goes back and finishes it he's only cutting meat he's not making shechita the shechita is finished if he's cut only less than half of the Trachea, Vishoha, and he interrupted. Hareza Choiza Vishoichit calls Mancha He can continue and shecht whenever he pleases. Because with the trachea, it doesn't matter if it was cut before. Sha'ena Naseris Mishum Nevela, because uh, a bird or any animal does not become forbidden as nevela achi posik roifakona until the majority of the windpipe has been cut. Halochaches, shochat ha'oif. If he shechted, if he slaughtered a bird, v'shohaboy, and he made an interruption, v'eina yedeya, and he does not know in nikav haveishet oiloi nikav, he does not know whether he had cut into, penetrated into the veshet, the esophagus, or not. If he had penetrated into the esophagus, the shrita would not be kosher. But if he didn't penetrate the esophagus, then no matter what he did to the trachea, it's kosher. Because as we said, if he cut less than half the trachea, it's as if nothing had happened, and he can go back and make a new shrita. And if he cut more than the majority of the trachea by a bird this is kosher what should he do here he doesn't know if he has penetrated the veshet or not he goes back and makes shrita being careful to cut only the trachea only the corner in a different part of the throat and he leaves the bird until it dies and then he examines the veshet, the, the esophagus inside the throat. If he doesn't find any drop of blood on it, then he knows that it was not penetrated. The bird is kosher. Now the, we finished the rules of shehiya, of interruption. Now we go to the next thing that, that destroys the Shrita, and that is Chaloda. Chaloda is an insertion of the knife. Ketzad. 
how is a chalada? What, what is chalada? What does it mean? Kegoin, for example, shehichnis hasakin bein simen lasimen. He inserted the knife. He didn't start cutting from outside the throat and cut down until he reached the simonim, but he inserted the knife into the throat and inserted it in between the two simonim, between the kona and the veshet. And then he began to cut, whether he then cut upward, that means outward, towards the skin of the throat, and cut the upper simen, the one that was above the knife, in an upward motion, whether he cut down with a downward motion and cut the simen that was below the knife, Derech shchita, he cut it the, the same way he does with a shchita. Harezu psula. This is not kosher because uh, the knife had been inserted. He made a hagrama, a chalada. Halacha yud. Hichnis es hasakin tachas haor. If he did not insert the knife between the simonim, but he simply put it under this, inserted it under the skin but above the two simonim, v'shochat shnei ha-simonim k'darkon, and then he cut, proceeded to cut the two simonim in their usual fashion. Oy shehechlid es ha-sakin tachas tzemer mesubach, or, for instance, with a sheep, there was a tangled, there was a great deal of tangled wool in the thro- uh, over the throat, and the knife was inserted under that wool, and then he cut through the skin and the simonim. Oishaparas matlas al asakin v'alatzaber v'shochatachas hamatlas, or he wrapped a a uh, cloth around the knife and the throat, and he slaughtered in the regular fashion. He, he made the shechita in the reg, in the usual way, but. The uh, it was done under a covering of a cloth. gluya. In, in any of these cases, since the knife is not exposed, This is a doubtful nevela because there may have been a chaloda here. Also, if he cut the less than half of the simonim with chaloda, with, with uh, it covered, v'gama ha-shchita shaloi b'chaloda, and then he finished the shchita without the knife being covered, without the knife being inserted, harezu safik nevela. This is doubtful if it's kosher. Halacha yud alef, drasa, the next factor that, that destroys the shchita is, is chopping, keitzad, what is this rule? Kegoin, for example, shahika besakin, he did not cut but he chopped, he, he hit with the knife, al Hatsabar, he hit the knife onto the throat, Kedera Shemakin Besayef, the way we, the way you chop with a sword, the way you cut a, someone's head off with a sword, V'chotach HaSimonim B'Vasachas, and the Simonim were cut through in one chopping motion, rather than in a cut. V'loi Ha'ilocha, V'loi the cut was made without moving the knife back and forth, against the uh, simonim, it was made just with a 
simple downward motion against them, or he placed the knife against the throat, and he pushed, and he cut downwards, in the fashion in which we usually cut radishes or cucumbers, or melons actually, and that is it was cut without an actual chop, but just by pushing the knife. And this was cut this way until the simonim were cut through. This is not kosher. A misplaced shrita. What is this rule? This is a case of someone who makes the shrita in the trachea too high. Actually, this is the only case in which the Rambam will give details. Actually, uh, cutting in the trachea too high or too low, or cutting in the veshet too high or too low, renders the shrita unfit because of hagrama. The proper location of the shrita it was learned previously in the, in the first chapter, Perak Aleph, the halochis hey through ches. The Rambam, however, will give the details only for the first case, that is, cutting in the trachea, za'ashoichid bakone lemaila, one who shechts in the corner in the trachea, too high, b'mokim she'ei neiroi l'shchita, in the place where it's no longer fit for shchita. And now he gives a detail of this case. Ukemoi shnei chitim yeish besoif hakona. Lemailo betabaz gedoilo. There are two small pieces of flesh that are like, that look like grains, like two grains that are uh, at the upper end of the trachea at the top, in the large ring, uh, I explained uh, in the first parak that the trachea is not a smooth pipe, but it's made out of rings, one above the other. And the highest ring is called... Uh, the highest ring is larger than the others. And on top, of the ri- on top of this highest ring, there's like a... It, it's like bent over at an angle... And it looks like a hat over the ring. And that's the, that is the larynx. And we learned in the first parak that up until this large ring, shchita is kosher. Above that, the shipui koiva, the, the uh, hat that's above that ring is already not kosher because that's no longer the throat, that's already the jaw. So at the very top of this large ring, there are two little extensions that look like like two pieces of grain, two two grains sticking out from the large ring. Shochad b'soichachitim. If he cut in in, if he made the shechita b'soichachitim in the middle of the place where these two grains stick out. If even the smallest amount of this grain was left above the place of the cut, 
this is kosher, because as long as something of those grains was left, then we know that he did not cut at all into the shipui koiva. Some of the grain was left, then we know that he cut lower than the shipui koiva, lower than the larynx, lower than the place where the shrita is unfit. The place where he cut is kosher for shrita. If he didn't leave anything over from those uh, two grains that stick out, he, he, he made the shechita higher than them, than, than those grains, then he's already cut into the shipoi koiva, into the larynx, this is a hagrama, this is an improper a shita in the improper place of psula and it's not kosher. Halacha yud gimel shochat roiv ha'echad. If he already cut the majority of one simon, that is uh, with a in the case of a bird where one simon is enough. Oiroiv hashnayim or the majority of both in the case of a behema where you need both. The Hishlim Hashchita, and after he has cut the majority, he then finished the Shchita Bidrasa with a chopping motion or a pushing motion, or he finished it extending the cut up into a place where it's not kosher, into a place where it's Hagrama. This is still kosher, because the proper amount was already shechted properly, and what he does afterwards is like chopping meat. If he began, he made a hagrama, he, he cut in the wrong place, one-third of the way through. And then, he, the cut extended down into the place where shechita is kosher, and he cut two-thirds in the proper place. This is kosher. Because the majority was cut through in the proper place. This rule, of course, although the Rambam doesn't specify here, this rule will apply only to the trachea, only to the corner, because in the corner we said that less than, that if it was already cut, other than with shita, if it was cut, penetrated into less than the majority, if it was less than half, then this does not render a subsequent shechita unfit. This remains kosher. But in the esophagus, in the veshet, you remember we learned that even the slightest penetration into it is not kosher. Shochat shlish, if he made the shechita one-third, the higrim shlish, and then one-third went up into the place where the shechita is not kosher, the chozar v'shochat shlish ha'achrein, and then he went back into the place where it is kosher, and shechted the last third, k'sherath, this is kosher. Higrim shlish, if he uh, made a hagrama, if he went in the wrong place one-third, the shochat shlish, and then he cut in the proper place one-third, and then he went back to the wrong place, to the unkosher place, and cut the last third, this is not kosher. But if he chopped or pressed down, or he, the knife became covered up, then it doesn't matter whether it was in the first third, or in the middle third, 
as long as the shechita, it was done before the shechita had become kosher, it's not kosher. Of course, it was done in the last third, it's kosher, because once the majority was cut through, it doesn't matter what happened to the knife. Halachi yudalid, ikor, the... The... Last factor that uh, destroys the shechita is ikur, a displacement of the organs, ketzad. Uh, how is this rule? Kigoyin shenekra hagargeres, the akona, uh, the trachea was moved from its place, oy haveshet, or the esophagus, v'nishmat echod mehem, and one or both of them moved from its place before the shechita was finished. But if he had already caught with a bird one of the simonim or, or the majority of it, and then the second simon moved out of place, this is kosher because he's already done the proper shechita. Uh, the meaning of this ikur means that as the knife moves back and forth, the one or both of the simonim come out of their place and move with the knife. They're moved by the knife back and forth. So this is not kosher. Halacha tezvov, nishmat echot mehem. If one of them was moved out of its place, and then he caught the second one, shchitos psula. This shchita is not kosher. Shochat echod mehem. If he slaughtered one of them, he cut one of them with imza hasheni shamut, and he finds that the second one had moved. The einyoidua, and he doesn't know in koydim shchita nishmat ayachas shchita. He doesn't know if it had moved out of place before he shechted one or after. Harezu safik nevela. This is doubtfully a nevela. This is doubtfully kosher. It's doubtful that this is kosher. Halocha tezayin. Imza hasimen hashochut shamut. If he finds that the Simon that he cut through was moved out of place. This is kosher. Because we know for certain that it was cut uh, after the shechita. Because we know that a simon that's moving along with the knife cannot be properly cut. If he sees that the cut, that there's the usual proper cut in it, he knows it could not have moved. Because if it had been moved before the shechita was finished, it would be hanging out, and it would not have been cut properly. When do we say this? That, that, a, uh, that if it had been cut properly, then we know that it could not have moved. That he wasn't holding the simonim. He didn't fasten the simonim with his hand before he cut. But if he fastened them with his hand and then he made the shechita, it's possible for them to move out of the way and still have a proper shechita because they will not be able to move so much. And therefore, in the case where he held the simonim, if he finds that it was moved out of place and yet cut, then there's a doubt it might be nevela. Every place where we said in, in these rules that the shechita is psula is not kosher, 
This it has the rule of nevela, which we learned nevela, an animal that died other than by shechita and is not kosher. If he ate an olive size of uh, of meat from it, he receives malchus for having eaten nevela. Even though we said this is a shechita psula, it's a shechita, but it wasn't kosher, it's not the shechita that removes it from the rule of nevela, it's the kosher shechita. And therefore, since this is shechita psula, it's nevela. Nothing removes it from nevela, ela shechita kshera. Only a kosher shechita, kashetziva moshe rabbeinu alav hasholim, as Moshe Rabbeinu Olav HaSholem commanded us to make the Shechita, Moshe Be'yarnu, as we have already explained in Perak Aleph, Halacha Dalet. V'chol Sofik B'Shechita, and everywhere we said it was Sofik, it was doubtful, Harezu Sofik Nevela, this is a, 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 a doubtful Nevela, V'oichel Bimela, and whoever eats this Maka, no say Maka Smarda, since it's only doubtful, we can't give him Malchus uh, from the Torah, but he's given Malchus, Malchus Mardus, Malchus uh, decreed by the Rabbonim. Halacha Yutes. Now we're going to discuss Nevelas, which are Nevela, even while they're alive. That is, that even before he began the Shechita, the Behemah has already been rendered Nevela. Behemah Shenitl Yorech Shalom, Vachalolo Imo. Halacha Yutes. A Behemah in which a thigh was removed while it was living. Vachalola ima, and the socket of the thigh was also removed. Until the animal is obviously defective, even when it's lying down. Uh, animals, when they lie down, they lie down in such a position that it's hard to tell if, if usually, if a thigh were removed, if the behemoth can lie down in such a position in which you can't tell because the thigh would be under her and you can't tell whether the thigh is there or missing. But if it was removed to such an extent that even when it's lying down and that part of the animal is, is underneath, you could still tell, then this is a nevela, it's considered as if it had already been cut into two parts, into two different animals. In other words, it's considered as if an unkosher shechita had already been performed. And a shechita will no longer avail here. Or so also if the neck was broken, and most of the uh, flesh along with it was, was uh, cut open, or the animal was slit open from behind in the way that we slit open a fish. Or the majority of the windpipe of the trachea had been uh, severed. Or the uh, or the uh, the, the esophagus was punctured in the sli- uh, even the smallest amount. The, these two rules we've already learned. And this opening of the corner uh, or the veshet was in a place which would have been kosher for shechita. This animal is a nevela when it's still living. And shechita will no longer avail. 
V'yechot ha-behema, v'yechot ha-oif, b'chol ha-dvarim ha-eva. All these rules apply both to a behema and to an oif. As we will learn also, the trephus, uh, we will learn in a later chapter, uh, also apply the same rules to a behema and to a bird. Halach echof, shnei oiris yesh laveshet. He's going to discuss now the cutting open of the veshet, the esophagus, which renders it nevela, uh, even if it was penetrated in the slightest amount. So he says, shnei oiris yesh laveshet. The, there are two layers to the vesha, to the esophagus. Hachitza, in the outer layer, odoim is, is pink, vahapnimi lovan, and the inner layer is, is white. If only one of them was uh, penetrated, this is kosher. If both of them were penetrated, even the slightest amount, in a place where it would have been kosher for shchita, this is nevela. And it doesn't matter whether he now makes the shchita in the place where it was originally penetrated, or he made the shchita somewhere else. Shchita won't help anymore. And even if the two layers were penetrated uh, not in the same place, that is, the upper layer had a cut through it in uh, one place, and the lower layer, the inner layer, had a cut someplace else, so that it did not actually go through from the outside to the inside. Nevela, it's still Nevela. Nikav haveshet, if the uh, if the esophagus had been punctured, had been penetrated, and then a scar had grown over it and closed it up, this scar that closed it up, it, it doesn't help. And it's considered punctured as it had been before. If he found a thorn stuck into the veshet, into the uh, esophagus, hadezu suffik nevelo. This is a doubtful nevelo. Shemanikav haveshet. Even if we see that it's not punctured through, shemanikav haveshet v'olakrum, because we are afraid that the veshet may have been punctured v'olakrum, and the scar had grown over it v'makim hanekev in the place of the uh, of the hole on the place of the puncture and you don't see it now because it, the thorn is there too but if the thorn was found embedded lengthwise along the length of the veshet then we don't worry about this because most animals uh, that uh, live in the wilderness, uh, are always eating uh, things that have thorns in them, and it's a regular thing to find them there, and it doesn't harm the animal. The Veshet has to be examined not from its outer surface, but from its inner surface. How do you do this? It's turned inside out. 
ubaydek, and then you examine him. Maybe tarlov tipas dam. If you find a drop of blood inside, be Then you know that it was it had been caught into. Halacha chav gimel gargeres the the kana the wind the windpipe the trachea halala in which most of its inner space had been cut through, in a place which would have been kosher for shechita, this is nevela. As we have learned that the roiv, the majority, uh, renders it nevela. And also, also, if it had a hole in it, if the trachea had a hole, the size of a small coin, uh, there was a certain coin that they knew in those days, isar haitalki, uh, then it's uh, then even though it hasn't he hasn't severed the majority of it it's kosher it, 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 it's it's nevela nikvan the kavim kitanim if there were many small holes in it in the kavim shein b'hem chesroin if they were holes that didn't in which nothing was removed from the from the corner it only punctured it hey from leruba then they're added up to see if it makes the majority but if they don't add up to a majority then it remains kosher. But if there are holes in which something is missing from the kanem, it starts from lekisa. Then they're added up to see if they make an iser. And if they make up the size of an iser, it's already nevela. If a lengthwise piece had been cut out from the from the uh, then this is viewed as if it had been round, it's made into a round circle, that piece, and if it's the size of its, of an Iser, it adds up to an Iser, then it's Nevela. And with a uh, with a bird, how do we measure it? If you were to take and fold over into a circle, this, this uh, strip that had been cut out from the corner, or if you had to add up the Hanukovim Sheyesh Bam Chisarin, or holes that were made in the corner in which there were there was something missing, if all this is added up into a circle, and this were to be put around the corner, if it covers the majority of the circumference, if we, we imagine how this would be if it would cover the majority of the of the corner, then it's nevela v'imlav, and if it's less than the majority, k'sheira, it's kosher. Halacha chav dalit. Nikva hagargeres nekev mefulosh mishneit stadeha. If the trachea had been uh, punctured, a puncture that went all the way through its inside, then it was on both mishneit stadeha, and this uh, this uh, puncture was on both sides of it. Kedeshat ikon is iser l'rach, boy, big enough so that a coin could be inserted into the width of it, it was wide enough so that you could put a coin into it, if the puncture was along the width of the uh, trachea, nevela. this is nevela. this the Kaliarka, if it was uh, cut uh, lengthwise, even though it, then it doesn't matter, even if it was cut all the way up and down, even if there was only left a place where you could make the shechita only the smallest amount the smallest amount at the top or at the bottom 
Kshera, this is kosher. Halacha chav. Hey, gageres shenikva. If the uh, windpipe was uh, punctured, then you do him koydim shchita nikva. Yacha shchita nikva. We don't know whether this happened before the shchita or after the shchita. Noikvim moisata. Then we make another puncture now afterwards. B'makimacher in a different place. Umedam in hanekev lenekev, and we compare the two holes. If nidmeloi, if it's uh, if the two are similar, muteres, then it's kosher because we know that the first hole was also made after the shkita. Vein midamin elamichulia gedayla lechulia gedayla imiktana lektana. The comparison is made only by two holes, either in a two holes in a large ring or two holes in a small ring. But we don't compare a hole in a small ring, a hole in a large ring. What do we mean by small and large rings? The entire trachea is made up of rings, one above the other, and these rings are made of a very hard tissue. And between each pair of uh, rings, there's another ring that's uh, smaller than the other two, and it's made out of soft tissue. So we compare a hole in the hard tissue to uh, the large hard ones to a hole in a large hard one, or a hole in a small soft one to a hole in the small soft one.